Tim Blankenship here with Divorce 661 with the Daily Perspective, episode number 40. Getting close to the end of the year, uh, end of the year, folks. I'm going to go over uh, kind of a recap of the year, recap of the week. Uh, lots of uh, cases finalized this week. Everyone who wanted to get their divorce finalized this year got it finalized. I think I submitted 13 judgments this week, and it's only Thursday. And I uh, got them all submitted to court. People wanted to get their paperwork in before the holidays, and I totally get it. And we got all of your cases finalized. This year, uh, interestingly, I looked up our stats, 356 divorce cases uh, finalized uh, for clients, about one a month or, uh, sorry, 30, 30 a month or one a day. And uh, so quite a bit. This is a mix between new cases where people hire us right from scratch and and a mix between people who have started their own divorce cases and got stuck and asked us to take over. Um, and we also do the quadro process. So if you're going to divide your uh, 401k or pension, uh, we do that as well. So that 356 is a mix of that. Probably if I had to guess 30, 40 of those are quadros, the rest are divorce cases. So maybe 310 were, or so were divorce cases this week. Again, just uh, wrapping up a lot of divorce cases, but still filing, uh, still getting new filings. We did five new cases this week. Um, we filed in San Diego County. We filed in Orange County. Um, and Ventura, and then two in LA. So that was new cases we filed. San Diego, you're dropping the ball a little bit. You know, we can e-file with San Diego, but it took seven court days to get the paperwork uh, filed. This was just the initial petition. Usually we get those back in a couple of days, but I know that clerks and with holidays, people are on vacation, so they might be running a little slower, which is what I've been letting my clients know as well. We had three uh, cases where we took over uh, pe people's judgments. They uh, had rejected cases or problems with their paperwork. They hired us, and we got those wrapped up. Most of those were handled in just a day or so and e-filed with the court where we can. Um, two were in L.A., so we were able to e-file those judgments, and we got them approved already, so people were happy about that. And we had one in Sacramento, and they don't allow anything to be e-filed, so we had to turn that in by mail. Uh, again, 13 judgments we finalized uh, for clients who got us their final paperwork. Uh, three in L.A., and those have already been e-filed. Alameda County, uh, Whittier, uh, that was L.A. as well. Another uh, another Alameda, so two Alameda counties, Fresno County, Riverside, Yolo County, Santa Cruz, Orange County, and two in San Diego. So that's where we finalized judgments. Again, we handle cases throughout California. Every county is basically the same. They have some slight differences, but um, for the most part, it's the same process and we can help you anywhere in California. We also had some cases approved. Uh, to, uh, Sacramento uh, took two months to process. I always uh, keep tabs on how long it takes to get uh, judgments uh, approved. Different courts take different periods of time. They're all around the two to three month mark. Some are much longer. Some are much better. Um, but Sacramento, uh, and I tracked it based on when we filed it to when we get it back, obviously, uh, two months to process for Sacramento. That's always been about the average. Monterey, uh, divorce case approved, two months to process. San Francisco case we got back this week, it was four months for processing. And these are not because there's issues with the paperwork. This is just due to court uh, backlog when it comes to the judgments. Um, I have made a note here, even though these cases took many months uh, the final divorce dates were still in February and March due to the, due to the six-month cooling-off period. So when we 
we don't have to wait the six months to file your final paperwork with the court. As long as the paperwork has been served and 31 days have passed, we can turn it in for review. So because of the court backlog in most counties, you want to get that in as soon as possible. If you're, if you don't want any delays beyond the six months, because there can be these long delays. If you turn it in like the San Francisco case, let's say you're four months into your divorce case and you turn in your judgment paperwork and it takes four months to approve, you're going to be basically eight months in before approval as opposed to six months. So it won't be automatically approved at that six month mark if they haven't reviewed your paperwork. Um, we're always testing uh, the the courts and uh, courts are slowly coming online. I want to talk about e-file. I talk a lot about e-file with LA County and how they have really got that down pat. Uh, we love working with LA County. It used to be the most problematic and now I would say they are number one on my list. Um, but we had some of the cases we took on uh, this week. We're able to e-file. I'm always checking the e-file status. You know, the courts aren't very good about you know letting you know when they change policies or when they uh, now allow e-file. Uh, so we had these couple of cases uh, today. So like Santa Cruz, for instance, uh, we had judgment turned in, and I just went to the to the e-file uh, service we use, and uh, I just kind of looked to see if the forms are up there for those particular forms for the judgment for the 180, the 190. Uh, request in or default, you know, all the forms that are make up the judgment package, I'll go in and see if they're there. And if they're there, I will submit them. And sometimes they will go through and sometimes the court will say, oh, we're not uh, quite allowing this to happen. So what I found this week is in addition to LA County, which we've now for good, probably eight months have been able to e-file the entire case. So some counties will allow you to e-file the petition and that's it. Nothing else can go through e-file. All the rest of it has to be mailed in. LA County has, has been uh, the whole the whole process start to finish is e-file. Now I've learned this week Santa Cruz. I submitted one yesterday, and uh, it's already got reviewed and it's in the process, which is great. The timeline for me to process a um, a divorce judgment, all the final paperwork, takes me a solid forty five minutes if I have to do all the prep, make all the copies, make all the envelopes, postage, and all that stuff, and get that um, mailed out to the court. Whereas if it's um, e-file, all I have to do is scan it and uh, and then do the individual uploads. And there's a certain way you have to do that with the e-file. But now Santa Cruz allowed me to e-file the judgment. Yolo County allowed me to e-file the judgment. And Tulare County allowed me to e-file the judgment. So that is all good news. I'm, I'm uh, hoping that all the courts will eventually come online for the entire process. Because with LA County, I can have you uh, e-sign your paperwork, uh, and I can e-file it, and you can e-notarize. They allow all of that. Um, San Diego County, for instance, uh, they allow for e-file of the initial petition, but everything else needs to be mailed in, but they do allow for e-signatures and e-notary, which is interesting, but you can't e-file the judgment. So I'm hoping in the maybe the next year, all these courts will get on board with the entire process because like with LA County, you can e-sign everything, whereas with these other counties like Santa Cruz, Yolo, Tulare, uh, they had to mail in their documents, and then I scanned their live signatures. So I'm gonna have the way this is gonna go down is I'm gonna have to have some clients um, be uh, test cases where we have them e-sign, e-notarize, and then I'll try and e-file it with these new like Santa Cruz, Yolo, and Tulare, and see if they accept it. And that's kind of how we learn and how we've done this over the last 12 years is kind of just pushing the limits and seeing what gets uh, through and what gets rejected. Now what I want to do is I found uh, we filed a case in Riverside. Recently, and I want to go over. Uh, they had a new checklist that I thought I'd share with you because I think people misunderstand how to go through the divorce process. So, if, whether you're working with me or you're trying to do your own divorce, 
Uh, I saw this checklist that would, was pretty simple, and I want to go over it here. I'm going to share this with you. And again, this is for Riverside County, but the process is the same uh, throughout California. Let me pull up my list so I can read this. So it's a case management order checklist. It's not something you have to file with the court or anything like that, uh, but it's just to kind of keep track and tabs of where you're at and, and it explains the process. And I thought this was done in a very simple way. They have they have the court process online, um, you know, on the websites and so forth, but it can be very confusing. So I'm going to go over how they're explaining things need to be done, and I'm going to then I'm going to kind of on the back side of that, tell you how I do things so you know what to expect if you're working with me. So we filed this new case. This was back in October, and this it came with this checklist. And I thought, hey, I'm going to share this. This seems uh, a pretty good way for you to keep track of your divorce and what needs to happen because people seem to be lost in the process, and they will often uh, not finalize their divorce or not know where they're at in the process or what the next steps are. And this were, this is a checklist for both uh, parties. So you can see here it tells you uh, the date the petition was filed. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to want to serve the paperwork, obviously, and then has the date response filed if you're going to have a response filed. So here's the instructions here. It says, petitioner, serve the petition and case management order and file the proof of service within 60 days of the petition being filed. So that that is the step. You, once you file your divorce, the next thing you want to do is serve the uh, documents on your spouse. Uh, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can have it personally served. You can use the sheriff, or as I like to do it, we use a form called notice and acknowledgement. And it's basically just a form your uh, spouse will sign in order to uh, have the same effect as being served. And you'll file that that notice and acknowledgement. It's an FL-117, and you'll file that with the proof of service, FL-115. So if they're saying within 60 days, I think that's a good general rule of thumb. Um, with any court in California, because when there's no movement on the case, the, the different counties have different timelines of when they'll send out a notice of a hearing. And it's basically like a status conference that they, they want to say, hey, what's going on? Your case isn't moving forward. You know, you, you know, they want to make sure you know that there's more you have to do to finalize your divorce. Number two, serve the preliminary declaration of financial disclosure. This is the 142 and the 150. Uh, schedule of assets and debts and income and expense declaration within 60 days of the petition being filed and the fi and file the declaration regarding service of, of disclosure 141. So the 142 and the 150 do not get filed with the court. This is purely for disclosure between you and your spouse. The 141, this declaration regarding service of declaration disclosure is the only thing that will get filed with the court that says you did do this step. Now, I want to back up real quick and let you know that like we don't follow this process. We don't we're not waiting 60 days to turn in the proof of service. We're not waiting any period of time to do the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to do the serving the disclosure portion. We don't wait for any of that. We compact everything in into one step, not all these different steps, because we don't have to follow this this process broken down like this. We'll do it in one shot. So, for instance, uh, some of the cases we handled this week um, hired us this week. We e-filed this week, and we finalized all their paperwork this week. Now, there's certain timelines that you we have to wait. Usually, we're backed up against when we can turn things into the court versus we have to do it within a certain time period because we're moving the cases through the process so fast. So, for instance, when we after we file. And then the, the spouse signs the notice and acknowledgement and starts the clock on the six months. It also starts the clock on when we can turn in your final paperwork review and we can turn that turn those in 31 days uh, later for review. And again, if it's a court that has a huge backlog, that's a benefit because you're still in that cooling off period and 
Um, you're waiting for uh, the six months to pass, but your paper is already in line for being re uh, reviewed. Uh, responses due 30 days after the party is served with the petition. So the only comment I'll make on that is a response is not necessary. If you are going through an amicable divorce, we never have our clients file, file the response because it's not necessary. There's several processes you can go through procedures. There's default with agreement, default without agreement and uncontested. And the difference is, is, a, is procedural in nature only. So when you file a response, it's actually considered an uncontested case. It's not a contested case until you go to court and see a judge. So in this case, no response would need to be filed if you guys are amicable. I think it's interesting that the courts don't, they're not saying that there's these different options. If you Google it or you watch my videos, you'll understand that there are different processes. And you know that I follow the default with agreement purely to save people money. Because when a lot of people don't know is when you file the response, it triggers a $435 fee again. So it's just a money-saving device for us. It's not wrong to file the response, but they're not giving you that option here in this checklist. They're saying responses do file your response. I think the courts want their money. I get it. They keep jacking up the rate. When I started uh, doing this uh, 12 years ago, I think the filing fee was like $285 or something like that, $295. And that just keeps going up, and now it's 435. And if you e-file, it's 465. So uh, that keeps changing. Just on this topic, response is not required if you guys are amicable. Uh, a lot of people will hire me who have started their own divorce, and they'll follow a checklist like this, or they'll just read the rules, or you, even on the summons says you've been served, you have 30 days to file a response. If you haven't been doing this as a business like I have, you're going to say, oh, shoot, I got to file the response. So a lot of people will come to me, and they've already filed the response. I'll tell them it wasn't necessary. It's not wrong, but it's just a kind of waste of money. Um, okay. If a response is not filed within 30 days after the petition was served, file a request to enter default 165 with within 60 days after the response was due. So that's not a hard timeline in any court, even with this with Riverside. You don't have to do that. Um, I think they just want to move your case forward. This, there's no rule in California that says you have to file the default within 60 days after the response was due. We don't file the default just alone by itself. A lot of people do because that's what the checklists say. You don't have to file it as a single document. Here's how we do it with our clients. We do the initial petition. We get it filed. We get a case number. We Then once we get our terms from our, our clients, we draft their settlement agreement and all final documents. They sign it and they do all they, and everything's done, signed, sealed, ready to be filed. Once we can file after that 30 days have passed um, or 31 days have passed, we submit that to court with the request enter default, with the FL 141 disclosure, disclosure uh, declaration regarding service of disclosure, with the proof of service. We don't do it in these broken down steps like they do it. We do it all up front and then we turn it all in in one go. And the benefit of doing that is the, the court gets initial filing. And then they get a, a packet or in case of e-filing the judgment like in LA County, we submit everything. So when the clerk receives the what I consider the judgment package, they have everything. They now open the file and they go through everything in one shot as opposed to them having to keep the clerk you know, going in and, and, re, and receiving these filed documents. They're actually being reviewed and filed simultaneously. And that's how we get faster approvals when we submit these to court. Next. <clears throat> file default judgment paperwork within 60 days after the request for entry of default is filed. So again, that's not a hard timeline. And again, we would do that. We wouldn't do these in two separate steps or even four or five different steps. We do this all in one shot. Um, but there's, 
what I don't like what I'm saying here is file default judgment paperwork. They're not letting you know that there's two types of default, default with and default without agreement. And this is a whole, this is a huge issue for me and for you. If you're trying to go through your divorce and let's say you file for divorce, you serve your spouse and they're not in agreement and they're saying, okay, well you file, then file the default and then turn in your default judgment paperwork. And they're, they're referring to default without an agreement. So, you're never going to get a default without an agreement through the court. They're highly technical, challenging. There's a lot of rules involved with them, but they make it seem simple. And then you turn it in and you get the rejection. And that's when people call me and say, Tim, I, I've had my divorce rejected, you know, a half dozen times and I can't get it through. And it's because you're trying to do a default without an agreement. For the respondent, file your response, FL120, within 30 days after being served and file the proof of service. Again, not a response is not required if you have an amicable divorce. Uh, we don't have our clients file their response. But again, it's not wrong to serve your your preliminary declaration disclosures. So same rules within 60 days. And that is that actually is a correct rule here, both for the petition. Uh, I'm sorry for the, the, the disclosures for both petition and respondent to be filed within 60 days. But if that's not done, and and you're amicable, the, the court's not going to say, hey, where's your, your where's your disclosures? Um, you, haven't, you haven't filed these within 60 days. They don't keep that type of track of your case. It's just for you and your spouse to know to keep your case moving. If you're going through like a contested divorce or you had attorneys and say one spouse has not complied with the 60-day rule, your attorney would write a letter to uh, your, the other, your spouse's attorney and say, Hey, this was due in 60 days. If you don't get this done in a week or 10 days or whatever extra time they give you, we're going to file a motion to compel or take you to court or whatever. So there's a, there's a way you can resolve that. But like for my clients, let's say you start off, you're amicable. Um, we file and we don't follow this process. The court's not going to have an issue with it. It would, this issue is just for you guys to know this is the general rule, but sometimes we'll have clients that are going through mediation. We filed, they're going through mediation. They haven't done the disclosures yet. They're still in mediation for months or whatnot. And then they will um, not, we will we'll go way over the 60 days. And it's not an issue unless you have an issue with it. You could go to court and say, hey, they haven't filed their disclosures. But we're not dealing with that because all of our clients are amicable. Um, so file response, serve the disclosures. If a response is filed, um, Petitioner and respondent should work together to reach an agreement on all the issues in their case. You may be able to resolve the issue in your case without court hearing or trial through alternative dispute resolution or collaborative law. So our clients don't go to court. Um, we don't, they're, they're, they're making an assumption here or they're leading you to believe here that if you, there's no response, there's no agreement. And that that's absolutely incorrect. That's how I'm reading this. And that's how the, you would probably interpret this. If there's no response, there's no agreement. Default with agreement is the way to go. So you can still have this written agreement just without filing the response to save yourself some money. I try and harp on that just because there's a lot of people that are like, when they watch my videos, they're like, shoot, Tim, I just saw your video and I just filed my response yesterday. And then I saw your video that it wasn't required and you're amicable. Um, so yeah, collaborate. Again, our clients don't go to court. Um, you don't need to go through a dispute resolution or, I mean, I guess I could consider myself um, an alternate alternative dispute resolution type service or a collaborative 
uh, divorce service. I have a neutral third party. I work for both of you to get you your paperwork through the court uh, without a hearing. So yeah, court is not required. You can reach an agreement. Don't need to file the response. And we do default with written agreement. If no def if no agreement is reached, file a request for a settlement conference and trial. So there's different forms for that uh, for different courts. Um, in, in LA County, it's called a, a trial setting or request for trial setting. So there are forms, uh, different forms for different, this is, again, this is Riverside. So don't, unless you're in Riverside, you know, don't use this form. Different forms to re to get the court to help you out, basically. So uh, when, when I have consultations and people say, Tim, we're not in agreement, and we only work with clients who are amicable and going to reach a full agreement and sign off on everything. And I'll tell them if it's not moving forward, and you just, you just, the court's not going to get involved until you ask them to. And the way you do that is by filing a, a settlement conference request or a trial setting request or whatever your county's uh, request is. That's the only way you can l let the court know, hey, we're having problems. We're not in agreement. Here's the issues. They'll basically bring you in, say, what's the issues? You explain to them, and then the court will put you on a path to get your divorce finalized, whether that be through mediation within the courts um, or eventually possibly leading to trial. Final judgment submitted no later than 18 months after the petition was filed. You have technically five years to finalize your divorce. I've have finalized cases that are 25 years old. Um, the court can at any time dismiss your case for lack of what they call lack of prosecution or not moving forward. I've seen some uh, um, uh, dismissed uh, unilaterally by the court after just a year or so. If there's if there's no, if there's hearings that are set that you don't appear at, they can do that. But in many times they don't. Uh, do that. Some of the courts set automatic hearings, like off the top of my head, Ventura send, sets like three automatic status conference hearings. Uh, I think San Diego does three automatic, and they're I think the first one's out like eight, six months, eight months, something like that. But basically, by that time, it's going to send a note to the clerk. There, there's going to be a hearing. You're going to get a notification. You know, you're supposed to appear. Most of them are by Zoom, or they'll call you, like in the case of San Diego. But it's just for them to say, hey, here they open up your file. Here's where you're at. What's the status? What's going on? They'll make notes. And then if you still haven't finalized your divorce by the next hearing, again, there'll be another status conference hearing. Um, LA County doesn't do that. They don't set status conference hearings unless um, so they're not automatic. Like when you file, like I was saying, Ventura and some other courts as well, you'll get automatic three hearings or so. Uh, LA County doesn't do that. Their LA County's hearings are triggered by a lack of movement on your case. And... <clears throat> There's no hard and fast rule, but it's, it appears that when, say, your your proof of service isn't filed within 60 days, uh, it'll trigger a, not a notice for a status conference to appear. And it basically says um, your uh, divorce is not finalized. Uh, you, if you you know file your, uh, we're calling in you in for a status conference. If you're uh, if you file the proof of service before the hearing date, you don't need to appear. Again, they're just trying to move your case forward. So I just wanted to share this with you. Um, you know, we're also wrapping up the end of the year here. Today is December 21st. I think we have one more day and then it's Friday, uh, Saturday, then Christmas Eve, then Christmas and all that. So um, I hope you guys all have a, uh, a good holiday. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And we might talk to you tomorrow. I might squeeze one more episode in this week. Take care.